Greater Destiny International Ministries, Pursuing Your Destiny Broadcast. The purpose of this ministry is to empower the people of God to pursue higher heights and deeper depths in Him. As Philippians 3 and 14 states, I press towards the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We encourage you to press towards that mark as well as you pursue your destiny. Raise your level of expectations as Pastor Ruben Spade leads you into pursuing the destiny that God has for you. Let's go into the message. Second Chronicles 20 of chapter 15 verse. Second Chronicles 20 of chapter 15 verse. When you have that, say amen. And he said, Hearken ye all Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou king Jehoshaphat. Thus says the Lord unto you, unto you, put your name, you can put your name right there. This is what the Lord is saying. He says, be not afraid, nor dismayed by reason of the great multitude. For the battle is not yours, but God's. He says, tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up from the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the east brook and before the wilderness of Jeruel. Ye shall, I love this, ye shall not need to fight in this battle. But he says, set yourselves. Stand ye still. And see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem. He says, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. The word of God for the people of God. We want to talk this morning from the topic the voice and the victory the voice and the victory you may be seated in the presence of god somebody say the voice and the victory the voice and the victory i um i, I don't count it strange when god um starts speaking at 11 a.m um even from the beginning of the service. That's why I encourage y'all, don't just, don't just wait to mid-service to come. There's some stuff happening, praise and worship. That would be powerful for you to receive. From, even from the 11 a.m. spot, God began to speak through uh, the men and women of God. And I heard the women of God say, you know, it seems like ever since we've been talking about walking by faith, here comes that devil. Um, the minute you said, I'm going to trust God, I'm, I'm going to do what the Lord says. The minute you said, I walk by faith and not by sight. Here comes that devil. The minute you said, you know what, God, I'm going to stop worrying and I'm going to start trusting you. Here comes that devil. But this is what I want you to understand. You shouldn't be surprised. Because have you ever noticed that it's the moment where you lock in with God? that that devil tries to distract you. If your faith 
cannot be tested, then your faith cannot be trusted. Because in other, in other words, listen, it's easy to talk faith when everything going good. But the real substance of your faith comes through when you tried on what you've been believing. Listen, I, you, you can leave on Sunday and say, you know what? I'm, I'm walking in victory. I'm walking in authority. And here it comes on Monday. That devil going to try you on that very thing. Because he wants you to believe that what you have received is not true. He wants you to get off of your assignment. He wants you to start walking and be distracted. But listen, not today, devil. Not today. We, we're grabbing a hold of faith, and that's why if I'm going to preach it till you get tired of me preaching it. I'm going to preach faith until we start believing faith. Because the Bible says without it, it's impossible to please him. But it also tells us that faith comes by hearing. So in other words, some things you will only start believing when you keep hearing it over and over and over, I want it to be to such a place where I start to say it and y'all finish it. When I start saying things about faith, you go, you here we go again. Hebrews 11 and 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things. For we walk by faith and we walk by sight. Enoch walked by faith. Abel walked by faith. Noah walked by faith. Sooner or later, you're going to reach this spot in your life where all of this is going to make sense. Because the same way Enoch walked, the same way Abel walked, the same way Noah walked, there's going to come a day where you're going to have to walk by faith. And you're going to say, you know what? I know more about faith than I thought I knew. Because the more I heard it, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of the Lord. And guess what? How can you hear without a preacher? <laughs> so when you sit in service, and you seem like you're hearing the same thing over and over again. I promise you, when you need it, you're going to be able to pull it back up again. How do we learn the states and the capitals in school? By repetition. You, call, you made index cards because you had to learn about Topeka, Kansas. You had to learn about Sacramento, California. Many of these things we learn and you won't forget it to this day. But what if we lock in the faith like that? What if you really lock these scriptures in your spirit and you start walking in it? Man, that devil better watch out because we're going to start doing things he never thought we should be able to do. I'm just talking to a few people that received this today about faith. Tell somebody I'm walking by faith. So, so we must understand, my brothers and sisters, that the minute we start walking by faith, there's going to be trials and there's going to be tests that come. And God led me to this passage in, in, the chap, in the 20th chapter of 2 Chronicles, and it talks about Jehoshaphat. We find out here in this text that the man of God and the children of Judah, uh, they're on the brink of war. There was a surprise attack that the enemy brought from the southeast. Somebody say surprise attack. Uh, anybody ever had a surprise attack by the enemy? You were expected to come one direction, but it came from a totally different route. It's one thing to expect the enemy to be the enemy. But it's another thing to expect so-called friends to end up being the enemy. See, sometimes we're looking in one direction and that devil comes from a totally different, di different direction. And that's why we got to be on our guard at all times. I'm trying to help somebody right here. You got to be, you got to be so vigilant. You got to be so watchful because you never know when that devil's going to try you. 
And can I tell you, some of the main times he wants to try you is when you just came off of a great victory. While you're shouting over here, he's already plotting something over here. The minute you gave your testimony, he was coming for something else. You said how he helped you in your finances. Well, guess what? He want to come for your family now. That's how he does. He does. So here it is, Jehoshaphat and the children of Judah. Uh, they're blessing God. And here comes that, that, that devil from the southeast with a surprise attack. Now watch how he does it. It's not just one enemy. But you know you're on the devil's hit list when three of your enemies hook up to try to bring you down. My God. You know that that devil is mad when three situations arise and try to hit you at one time. When the Bible, it talks about this group called the Moabites. It talks about the Ammonites and it talks about the Menuhites. All of these, without warning, crossed the Dead Sea. And they're 40 miles away from where the men and women of God are. 40 miles. Now, this attack that they're bringing forth, which is uh, sudden to the men and women of God, it wasn't sudden to the enemy. He had been planning it for a while. What are you talking about? See, these nations had already been harboring some hostility. They had already had some, me some memories of feeling offended by the men and women of God. They had been building it for years, and now jealousy had reached its boiling point. And all of these guys said, enough is enough. Let me help you all, saints. There could be people that have issues with you now that you had no idea has been brewing for years. There is some jealousy, and, I, and I'm going to say this so y'all understand, you got to understand sometimes people you thought were for you can be some of the main ones that flip and be against you. You ever had some people that were riding with you until God promoted you? And when he promoted you, they act like they celebrated you. They act like they rejoiced with you. But you find out two years later, they were really jealous because they thought it should have been them and not you. But God has a way of blessing folk when people least expect it. Can I talk to somebody? God will bless you when he get ready and don't ask for nobody opinion. And the reason folks are jealous is because God bless you and you didn't ask for their permission. My God. See, we're talking about going to the next level. We're talking about greater. We're talking about all this stuff. But you got to understand, there's some battles that come with promotion. And so here these enemies are. Got to the point, we're tired. I'm tired of them boys over there. I'm tired of Jehoshaphat. He always prospered. He's so blessed. Over there living right. Got the nerve to give his tithe and offering. Have the nerve to be faithful to his church. Have the nerve to love his wife and family. Have the nerve to try not to get in other people's business. Uh-oh. Have the nerve to try to mind his own business. Have the nerve to just try to handle his and not try to dibble in nobody else's situation. Have the nerve to do that. And sometimes, watch this, because you're attempting to do what thus says the Lord, that's what sparks an attack from the enemy. Isn't it strange? Some battles you didn't fight. Until you start living right. 
Well, you in the world, they didn't try you like that. Don't go back. Think back, but don't go back, saints. Don't, don't go back. Some of y'all sitting there right now. You right about that. Now, they wouldn't have tried me. Not, not when I was in the world. But the minute you gave God a yes, something shifted in the atmosphere. You went from a natural fight. Now, this thing is a spiritual fight. The weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but are mighty through God through the pulling down of strongholds. There's some spiritual fight that we're in now. I think the woman of God said, we're in spiritual warfare. And if that devil ain't trying you, you better check your house. If that devil ain't trying you, you better check your walk. If that devil ain't coming at you, you better check your relationship with God. Because anytime we submit ourselves unto God, the enemy gonna try to use situation and fault. Try to knock you off course. Am I talking to anybody this morning? So all of these ites rose up. These, 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 these Moabites. Amorites, menuites. What kind of ites have risen up in your life in this season? Mm, hater rights. <laughs> Illness ite. Financial struggle ites. What type of ites are trying to come against you? But you ought to declare, I have victory over it. That was pretty weak. Somebody declare, I have victory over it. Yeah, I have victory over it. I have victory. So, so watch this. Jehoshaphat is the king. Um, and scripture lets us know that he was a man that obeyed God. Anybody trying your best to obey God? Now, I ain't talking about anybody. I, I'm not saying folk that perfect because uh, anybody perfect in here. Okay, I'm in the right house then. Because you're not perfect, sometimes we make mistakes. But the truth of the matter is, anybody trying your best to live right for God? Anybody trying to live saved? Anybody trying to live holy? Come on. Now, that doesn't say you didn't make a mistake last week, but watch this. Is there anybody have a want to to live right? See, when you obey God, you can look for these attacks to happen. It's just part of how these things work. See, Jehoshaphat had tore down pagan worship. He had commanded the teachers to begin to teach the laws of Moses. He had reorganized the legal system. He was doing such a great job that even other people in surrounding nations start sowing in his life. That's, that's when God is blessing. Favor is on you so much, other people sow into your life. It's, it's, it's a shame when people that know you won't sow, but it takes folk that don't, ain't in your circle to sow. That's a whole different topic right there. But folk that were around the nations begin to sow into the life of the man of God. Why? Because you can't fake favor. i say that again. You can't fake favor. When favor is on you, it's just on you. Where are the folks in this house? Favor is just on your life. Come on, it's all right. You give God glory for favor. Somebody shout favor. Some people say favor ain't fair, but favor is fair because you trust in God. And because you trust God, God bless you however he decides to bless you. See, when favor on your life, yeah, it causes tension with the enemy. Because here you are walking in favor and faith. He can't stop you. You keep believing God. You keep loving God. You are, you are forced to be reckoned with. Ain't nothing like a, a true believer that trusts God at his word and walking in the favor of Almighty God. We can do some mighty things. So Jehoshaphat had problems. Why? Because of the simple fact he was trying his best to live right. 
What's interesting to note here is that um, it's stated why the attacks came. And it leads me to believe that some of the things you're facing are totally, from one perspective, unmerited and unprovoked. It means you didn't start nothing. So why is the trouble trying to start with you? Anybody ever asked that question? Why, God, why? Why? But let me, let me encourage you again. Um, God's trying to get glory out of your life. And I promise you, it may look like the enemy's winning, but any time now, God's going to turn this thing around, and every place the devil thought he was winning, God's about to show himself and show his glory. So instead of holding your head down, you ought to lift your head and say, any day now, God's about to get glory out of my life. And where it looks like I was losing, I'm about to be an overcomer. And I dare you to praise him even now because I believe in my spirit. It's about to happen. Somebody shout, do it, God. Yeah, it, that devil ain't winning. He ain't winning. No, God, God is still in this. If, if God is for you, who, who, who can be, let me put it this way. If God is for you, it doesn't even matter who's against you. Somebody should have lost it right there. If, if God is for you, it doesn't matter what has risen up against you. Because ain't nothing greater than your God. Not cancer, not finances, not family problems. Ain't nothing greater. Somebody shout, our God is greater. You, you minding your business, Brother Kentis, and, and here comes that devil because he wants to stop what God is doing in your life. Watch this. Um, Sometimes the enemy raise up against you so tough sometimes that you begin to, um, I begin to do assessment of my life. Like, well, Lord, have I missed you somewhere? <laughs> Anybody? Okay, I know I'm not the only one did this. Well, where did I mess up at? Did I do something? Because now one thing saints believe, we believe you're going to reap what you sow. We believe that now. And so when things start happening, we start doing an evaluation to say, what have I sown to reap like this? But can I tell you right now, there's some things that God is doing in your life. It's not because of what you've sown. It's not because you've done anything bad. It's because you've done your very best to be good that God's going to take your story and use it for his glory. God's going to turn that situation around that he allowed to happen so that he may get the glory out of it. See, when you, when you change your perspective, tell your neighbor, change your perspective. Stop looking at the negative and everything. Oh, boy, this happening to me. Change that to say, oh, well, since this is happening to me, see how that's different? Instead of saying, this happening to me, say, since this is happening to me, evidently, God is about to show up and about to show out 
evidently promotion is about to happen in my life because I ain't never fought a devil like this before. And they tell me another level is another devil. So if I'm fighting another devil that I never fought before, evidently God has elevated me to a place that I've never been before. The reason the devil is trying you is because God is elevating you. Somebody shout elevation. See, when you that was a certain devil you fought at this level. But the minute you gave God a yes, ooh, here come the devils. Unprovoked. Ain't bothering nobody. Just trying to just trying to live right. That's all I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to love everybody and trying to see about everybody and scandal break out. Lies break out. Accusations break out. Criticism break out. Y'all, y'all that don't happen, right? It's amazing that. Enemy, the enemy will use people to make they think they, they know more about your business than you do. Now, you know you're doing such and such and going, what the world are you talking about? You telling me something I never heard before. And that's the way that enemy works. Somebody shout, distraction. Let's, let's, see how, let's see how you handle this because evidently these ladies ain't the only ones been going through this when this enemy comes at us with this stuff and and it sometimes just seems like uh, the very moment in your life when you're doing the will of the Lord, here comes this, this devil. How do you deal? Um, how do you deal with it? Because I believe we got to have a strategy. How do you? Any good warrior has a strategy. Somebody say strategy. Strategy is the how-to behind this. How, how am I going to get the victory out of this? Well, Jehoshaphat, let's use him as an example. The Bible says, to be honest, in, in verse 3, it says, And Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim the fast throughout all Judah. He gets a threat. The threat causes him to fear. Anybody ever been fearful of some things? Be honest. You got a report. You didn't like it. It caused fear. Somebody says something. It caused a little bit of fear. Whatever the case may be. Jehoshaphat being a man of God, guess what? He faced fear too. But what he did was, when fear came in, he sought the Lord. Because of what was against him, the man of God realized, I can't do this on my own. And there are going to be some times in your life where you're going to face some stuff that you can't handle it in your natural strength. Let's watch what he did, because it gets awesome here. Because in fear, he knew where to turn. Let me remind you. When you're facing difficult times, make sure you seek the right counsel. <laughs> Folks that's already struggling with doubting don't need to get wise counsel from somebody else that's doubting. People that are feeling they're out of the will of God are drifting shouldn't get counsel from the person that's drifting with you. I know it seems like so, so plain, but I'm, I'm trying to, because we're guilty of doing that. We're going through and we're having struggles and we get counsel from somebody struggling just as bad as we are. 
Kyle, I'm trying to live right. I'm trying to cut them relationships off. I'm trying to lead Junebug along. Junebug ain't no good for me. I'm trying to lead Junebug along. So then you hook up with your other friend that go with Junebug brother, and he ain't right either. So you saying, how in the world do I get rid of Junebug? And they like, well, I don't know. What's so really bad about Junebug? He does take care of you and your family. Wrong counsel. You need to get with a mother of the church. They say, baby, I told you Jumbo wasn't for you in the first place. Uh-oh. The spirit already discerned to me, baby. Jumbo ain't for you. But many times we don't seek wise counsel because we don't want truth. Oh, help us, Holy Ghost. We want, we want somebody to really make us feel comfortable in our sin instead of checking us on our sin. You can't ask the person that's dropping you off at the person's house at night for counsel on how to get out the relationship. Why? God don't brought that there again. I'm telling you, if it came up, it must be up in here. You can't ask another thief to how to stop being a thief. Marital problems. And we'll go to somebody that don't have 18 husbands. But you ain't once asked the mothers, people that relationships you see that are, that are walking before God. Why? Because we want somebody to let us feel good in our mess. Wise counsel. Well, well, they told me. Who is they? They said they don't even go to church. They, they, they don't even read your Bible. They reading something else. What are you? They told me it was natural. And if it grows from the earth, God created it. They told me it has medicinal effects and it's good for cataracts. And no, you just wanted an excuse to keep smoking, baby. And so you found somebody else that would agree with you. And the reason, and the reason you saying it, you looking at me, you don't even believe what you saying yourself. They, they, they told me, you know, you better test drive a car before you buy it. You better test drive it so you know what you're getting. Because you don't want to be, uh, be, buy a car and it's a lemon. So you better test drive. Who told you that? And matter, who did you ask? Because if you would have asked anybody. That's trying to do right. They would have told you, baby, fornication is sin. And God ain't going to bless it if you started off wrong like that. Wise counsel. If, if, if you want to know something about me. Don't ask the person's cousin that thinks they know me. Ask me. And I can tell you better than anybody else who I am and what I said. But many times we seek counsel from the wrong people. And we find ourselves still being defeated. There, there are people I seek counsel for. I know they're going to tell me when I, tell them, when, I, when I ask them. And that's the reason I took so long to ask them. Because I really didn't want to hear the truth. Because I really want to keep doing what I was doing. Am I talking to somebody? 
The reason you ain't told the folks that love you the real truth about it is because you know they're going to be honest with you. But the only way you're going to come out and the only way you're going to defeat this enemy is that you first got to start being honest with yourself. Sometimes you just got to throw your hands up and say, I'm in trouble. I need help. I need deliverance. This enemy has come against me, and I think I'm going to lose if I don't change. Are y'all hearing me, saints? I must be preaching okay because y'all got quiet. Either I'm preaching okay or y'all sleepy. Which one is it? Either way, I'm going to keep preaching until we finish, all right? Either way. As a matter of fact, if your neighbor knows dozing off, just nudge them and say, you might miss something. Tell them you might miss something. And don't act like it because I saw your neighbor sleep. Sleep. Don't even act like they weren't sleep because I saw him sleep. I saw him. I saw him. Um, so he says, um, wise counsel. Watch this. In fear, he knew who to cry out to. Jehoshaphat says, I need to hear from the Lord. When was the last time you heard from the Lord? Not your friends, not a nice post on Facebook, not an inbox that you got, not what somebody else said, but when was the last time you heard from the Lord? Is the Lord still speaking in 2017? He's still speaking. Jehoshaphat, in the middle of a battle, the first thing we got to learn how to do is go to God in prayer. Prayer still works. He went to God in prayer. I don't need to hear opinions right now. I need to hear from God. I don't need to hear what try, somebody else tried and it didn't work. I need to hear from God. I need to hear what the voice of the Lord says. Because watch this. When he's in prayer, God reminds him of some stuff. See, it's when we're going through, sometimes our minds are everywhere. But if, I promise you, if you can just get before God. And I ain't talking about no uh, few minutes right before you lay down at night and you're already sleeping. You just say a, a prayer, just throw up any kind of prayer. But I'm talking about a sincere seeking of the face of God. And what I miss about the, the days of church and about, about the days of the believer is this, this generation, sometimes I think we're too cute about stuff. I think we're too name it and claim it. I, I think we too just we just say it, but we don't travail in anything. I, we don't cry out to God. God moves when we pour out from our heart that's a broken heart, a, a, a messed up heart, and a heart that realizes I need help. But many times we go to God with demands instead of a broken heart. God, give me this, give me this, amen. God, I need this, do this, stop this, amen. But when was the last time you fell before God and said, God, it's me. I'm in a mess. Be honest with God and say, God, I know I haven't done what I'm supposed to do. I, I know I hadn't walked the walk I'm supposed to walk. That's when you're honest before God. See, I think mother said, somebody said it earlier to the very fact of, listen, it ain't about your outer. That's just a Chandra. God looks at our heart. And how long will you keep trying to impress folk that everything is all right when you know in your heart you got troubles. Is there anybody can be honest in here today and say, listen, I know there's some areas in my life where that enemy is trying to attack me, trying to shake my faith. I'm going to be obedient and I'm just going to obey and say, listen, I've got some stuff in my heart that I need God to do for me. Am I talking to anybody in the house? 
And that's when we're honest before God. Now watch this prayer because he knew the power of God. Anybody know the power of God? He knew the provision of God. Anybody know that God will provide? And he also knew the promises of God. Has God made anybody a promise and fulfilled it in your life? Listen, when you can remember the power of God, what do you mean? There are times you got to think back, what are some awesome things God has already done in your life? My God. Anybody be riding in your own car and think of what God has done and almost lose it in your car? Y'all ain't deep enough for me. I'm talking about them saints that still quicken every now and then. It's oh, oh. Feel a little shaking in your spirit there because you think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he has done for you. Anybody have a praise on the way to work because you thought about all the stuff God delivered our crazy selves from when we were living in a world of sin, doing all this crazy stuff, and God brought us out. That's enough to make you shake. The power, you know it had to be the power of God brought you out of that. Man, we were on our way to hell, wide open. God reached out. The provision of God. Has God ever made a way for anybody? You ever been hungry and God put food on your table? Come on. You, you ever thought you, things were going to go under, but somehow, some way, God provided for you? Anybody remember where you used to live compared to where you, where you live right now? Anybody remember the neighborhoods God brought some of us out of and things he did in your life? Anybody remember how he provided when you couldn't even see a way? Man, my God, when I get to thinking about that stuff, that, that caused something to build up in my spirit. Why am I acting like this when God has already made a way so many times? In prayer, we're talking about this. and Remember the promises of God. And this is what he does. I want you to take note of this because he gives a simple but effective prayer. Somebody say simple but effective. God is not wild. By the big words you try to throw out there to impress the congregation. Words that you don't even know the meaning of. But you heard somebody else say it. And now we're trying to impress somebody. I'm, remember, I'm reminded of a simple prayer that even Peter prayed. When he was walking on the water. And he started to sink. Peter didn't say, oh, God of the ecclesiastical skies and, and God that set the stars in place and, and put this and that in order. No, no, no. He said, Lord, save me. Sometimes it ain't about how big words, the big words you use, but it's about your heart and faith in the words that you pray. Sometimes it ain't about trying to impress people, but you got to get to a place where you move the heart of God with your effective prayers. It's, it it needs to be simple, but effective. What did he say that was so simple? He says, he says, uh, he, he began to pray, he says, power and might are in your hand and no one can withstand you. He says, God, I, I know you got power. He begins to say, uh, did you drive out the inhabitants of the land before your people and give it forever to the descendants of Abraham, your friend? He began to play. He says, he says, will you not judge them, God? That's simple. Then he says, watch this. He says, we have no power to face this vast army that is attacking us. We do not know what to do, he says, but our eyes are on you. He says, I don't know what to do, but God, I'm watching you. Well, Anybody know what I'm talking about? God, I, I don't have the answers, but I'm going to look to the hills from which cometh my help because all of my help comes from 
the Lord. We're about to get out of here. Watch this. God says in Second Chronicles 20, verse 16, he says, um, now go down against them tomorrow. Because see, a man of God has stood up and told them, now y'all, y'all tripping, don't be afraid. He says, you got to learn how to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. God gives instruction. He says, what I want you to do is go down against them tomorrow. He says, because they're coming up from the slope of Ziz at the end of the valley. Hear this now. Before the wasteland of Jeruel, you will come face to face with them. He says, the enemy is 40 miles away, but I want you to go meet them. Wait a minute. Okay. All right. You're sending us out to fight against these armies. You said meet them. He, said, he says, I want you to go out and I want you to meet them. Where are you going to meet them? At the valley. You mean the next battle that you promised me victory in is a battle? Well, I got to be in the valley? Nobody shouts about going to the valley. <laughs> but I need to tell about nine of you. God's about to give you victory in the valley. My God. You're going to be able to shout in the valley even before you get to the mountaintop, y'all. Y'all hear what I'm saying? In other words, he's going to do it in a way where it seems like you're still being defeated and you're still going under, but he's going to give you victory right in the middle of it. I wish somebody would shout now because you might not have to wait next year. He can give you the victory while you think, why they think you should be down and out. He says, he says, go, he says, go there. Um, and this is what blesses me here because you're going to meet the enemy. He tells him you're going to meet him there. But this is what he says. You won't have to lift a hand. Okay, I got faith. But God, this has to be you. You're going to send me out to fight, but then say, I ain't going to have to lift a hand. He says, just stand firm. Wait a minute. Right now, um, my faith will be a little wavery not right now because do you understand they're trying to kill me? He says, but go, you're not going to lift a hand. You're going to stand still. He says, and watch God's saving work begin to take shape. Don't be afraid. Don't waver. March out boldly because God is for you. Brother Marcus, you, you, are, are you getting this, Brother Marcus? Because he says, go meet the enemy in the valley. Uh, you're going to go down in the valley towards the things that want to destroy you. But you're not going to lift a hand because I'm going with you. Um, somebody say sweatless victory. <laughs> I'm believing God for sweatless victory. He says... The biggest sweat you're going to break is getting down there. But can I tell somebody, God says, it's important that you show up. But when you show up, he's going to show out. But you got to make sure you're in the right place for God to move the way he want to move. In other words, it may seem crazy, but obey God. If you go where I told you to go, do what I told you to do, you're going to get the victory. But how am I going to get the victory? What, what are you talking about? He says, uh, you got to get yourself in position. I know you don't see it, but get yourself ready. 
tells Jehoshaphat, don't worry about the enemy. Just stand still. Go to battle and stand still, God. This ain't making sense. But he says, you've got a weapon that you're going to use, but it won't take your hands. Shandra already preached this if y'all was listening earlier. Uh, he says, and when thou hast consulted with the people, I want you to get some singers together. <laughs> Any singers in the house? Uh, he says, I want you to get the praisers. And I want them to praise the beauty of holiness. And, and when they get before the army, he says, I want them to begin to sing this. Praise the Lord for, the, for his mercy endureth forever. God, you, this has got to be you. He says, the weapons that you're going to use in this fight is going to be a weapon you've been keeping the whole time. What's going to win this battle is not your hands. But what's going to win this battle is your praise. Y'all ain't hearing me. Huh. Catch this. He says, God began to deal with my heart because he says, Many of us have begun to make praise the byproduct of our blessing. What do you mean by that? Once you bless me, then I'll praise you. He says, but get, let them understand that praise is actually what sets the blessing in motion. Tell them to reverse the order. Oh my God. <clears throat> he says, tell them to reverse, reverse the order. In other words, instead of waiting on me to do it, then telling me thank you, thank me before I do it. And watch me do it. Y'all ain't hearing me. He says, I'm going to fight the battle, but you already initiated the move the minute you begin to open your mouth and praise me. Y'all ain't hearing me. This is going to change somebody's life. Before you go to the doctor, go ahead and praise God in advance. Help me, Holy Ghost. Before I go to the doctor, I'm already on my way saying, our God is greater, our God is stronger, Lord, you are higher than any other, our God is healer, awesome in power, our God, I'm on my way praising. Now you mean to tell me if you're riding in your car praising God, praise ain't only going to shift God, it's going to shift you, my God, my God. Anybody ever lifted up a praise in your heart and you begin to praise God and the more you praise him, the better you start to feel? I, I feel a praise welling up in this place today. So before he does it, I'm going to still open up my mouth and say, God, you're able. God, you're going to turn around. God, you're worthy. God, you're going to make a way out of no way and watch your praise. Because your voice is going to bring you the victory. The voice is going to bring the victory. Who am I talking to? You sitting there holding the praise until God does it. Oh, when God do it, I'm going to praise him. Uh-uh. Praise him now. My God. I want you to praise him so much that that enemy is saying, what is wrong? She up there blessing the Lord and God ain't even did it yet. But before you can see it, you got to see it or you never will. Hey! Lord, I thank you for my new house. 
Lord, I thank you for my new car. Lord, I thank you that my body's healed. Lord, I thank you that for that turnaround. Lord, I thank you that I'm the head and not the tail. You got to see it. Woo, Lord. Lord, I thank you I'm in this wealthy place. I thank you that all my bills are paid. I thank you that I'm walking in the fruit of the Spirit. I thank you I don't have unforgiveness in my heart. I thank you for making a way out of no way. Lord, I... So watch this. While I'm praising him, God says, oh. Listen, you can't have faith if you don't have praise. You can't say you're a person of faith if you're not a person of praise. Because the reason I praise is because I know I have faith. I know who I have faith in. So I praise him because I see it is already done. Because I know that he's more than able. Listen, they said, Lord, your mercies and do it forever. But some of y'all need to sing a song that fits your situation. Who am I talking to? Listen, don't wait on the next CD to come out. You sing a new song. My God. Do you hear me, Sister Shan? You, we, we, we gonna make up our own song. Lord, I thank you that my bills are paid. Lord, I thank you that my bills are paid. Lord, I, and see, y'all ain't ever heard it before that y'all, Lord, I thank you that my bills are paid. Lord, I thank you that my bills, whatever song. I hear some new songs. When you sing a song of praise, it begins to shift some stuff in the atmosphere. So listen, so I stand up and I've already been praising. And that's why we got to have our male choir together. We got to have it together. Because who was in front of the army? The male chorus. It was the men that were out front praising God. Y'all ain't hearing me. Who led the praise? It wasn't Sister Chandra and the praise team. It was Brother Toots and Brother Marcus and Brother Derek and Brother Johnny and Brother Travis and Brother Ken. It was Brother brother Jamal. It was all of us. It was Brother Eric. It was Brother Jeffrey. It was Brother Mark. It was Brother Stacy. Brother Frank. Brother uh, Lamont. It was Brother Mark. Brother Jamie on Brother Jay, Brother All Kentis. Right. They didn't say you had to sound good. Because it ain't about sounding good that moved the heart of God. But he says make a joyful. All he needed somebody with a joyful praise. And God will begin to shift some things. I don't know who I'm talking to. But I tell you to open up your mouth and begin to give God a praise. And I believe something's going to happen. I believe something's going to shift. I believe something's going to change. Somebody tell you. Open your mouth and praise him. Open your mouth and praise him. Praise him for your family. Praise him for your healing. Praise him for your job. Praise him for your peace of mind. Somebody praise And the Bible says 
that when they start praising God and they walk down into that valley, the enemy begin to turn on themselves and they were able to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. This next battle, this God's battle, you don't have to fight this battle. But all you got to do now is open up your mouth and give up. Once again, our desire is for you to pursue and obtain the greater destiny that God has in store for you. Be blessed.